Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Chelsea Overseas. My name is Adam Ionetta. Joined with me here is my amazing co-host, Michael Gollandukin. Hello, and thank you for that intro, Adam. So basically on this Chelsea Overseas podcast, we talk everything Chelsea. I am a huge Chelsea fan. Michael is, I would say, a neutral observer, right? Fair enough. I Let's just call me a fan of the sport. The beautiful game. We love the beautiful game. Exactly. We preview, we review every game, we talk about the hottest topics, debates. We talk about if Timo Werner's missing chances like he is, we pick him up, we support him, we give him some love. And we are Canadian-born supporters, so we talk about Canadian soccer. Canada FC? Yeah, Alfonso Davies, right? Oh, he's a wonderful player. Oh, just amazing. Killing it in the Bundesliga. So we talk Canadian soccer, obviously big World Cup qualifying games coming up. You know we're going to be on that. We're going to be talking about that, obviously. And... We also talk about, throughout the season, Chelsea's women's team. They're pretty awesome. Won the league and cup. Sadly, unable to win the Champions League. It happens. Yeah. But they definitely deserve to be in the uh, finals. For sure. Well done to the women's team for that. Yes, yes. Very, very well done to them. And we will also be talking Canadians' women's national team because... Christine Sinclair is a wonderful player. Exactly. She needs that gold medal, right? That Olympic gold. She really does. For sure. So we talk everything Chelsea. We talk everything Canadian soccer. If you're a Chelsea fan, if you're just a Canadian soccer fan, if you're maybe a fan of both, that's the best combo. This is the podcast to tune in for all of that. Exactly. So, Michael, tell us uh, what we got for everyone in this intro. All right. So since Chelsea is going through big things right now, we got recently the FA Cup that just ended. They had the Premier League, Premier League coming to an end. We got the Champions League final, of course, which I know many fans are excited for. So this this introduction episode will mainly be Chelsea themed. And so with all of that said, I say we get right into our first topic, Adam. All right. Sounds good. With the Chelsea 2020-2021 season, we had the switch of Lampard to Tuchel. What are your thoughts on uh, Lampard? What do, what do you think went wrong? It's been an interesting season. I think with Lampard, obviously the club legend, we love the guy and it just sucked that it didn't work out. But I think a lot of it was down to obviously his inability to really get these attacking players going. Kai Havertz never really found a position for him. Timo Werner, although he still isn't scoring, he wasn't really playing well under Lampard. You're seeing a different, that's different now. He's playing a lot better under Tuchel making things happen i'm giving him the benefit of the doubt there he needs to be more clinical in front of goal but it's it's been a mixed sort of season where under lampard it just didn't work out and i also think one of the biggest things under lampard is we were way too easy to hit in transition every time chelsea had the lead you never really felt confident you never felt comfortable Yes, confident, comfortable. I mean, arguably, that's with any team, right? For sure, but there's a different sort of feeling under Thomas Tuchel. This team is living and breathing clean sheets, and I mean, I just, I feel like we only need one goal every game to win. So, so what do you think was the main change? I think, I also think with Lampard, the, the reason why he couldn't really get those attackers going, why the defense maybe wasn't as solid as you see under Tuchel, He only had one season with Derby County in the championship. That's it. 
He had never managed this type of squad, this big of a squad with two or three options in every position. And it just maybe just skipped a couple steps and maybe didn't have the sort of experience to deal with that big of a squad. Whereas you see Tuchel, he's managed PSG, he's managed Dortmund, high pressure situation, big squads, and he's implemented a very clear identity, a very clear style and formation. And okay, maybe the attack is still a work in progress, but that defense is rock solid. Oh yeah, with Aspie and um, Rudiger you got in the back, I think. Definitely, it's a very solid defense now. You only need those three in the back, and then plus the two left left back and or like left wing back and right wing back. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I, it's it's actually crazy just how things have turned around. One thing with Tuchel is he's gotten to know the squad very quickly. He knows who his favorites are. He knows Mason Mount has to play. Absolutely. I think from an outside point of view, I have to agree with you more on that side of the. Uh, Spectrum. I think he's really made a change also in the opposition, I'd say. I think counterattacks are a massive, massive method for Chelsea to gain leads or just take it home, honestly. I think especially recently, you've been seeing all these counterattacks with like all the passing. All these players know exactly where to be at the right time. You got Conte, who never misses a pass. Mason Mount, who always makes the right decision. He never disappoints. And Timo Werner, he's always in the right spot, but he always just gets in his head right before he has to finish. So, I mean, he's still a great player. I won't take him. I won't take it away from him. But yeah, I think there's definitely been a massive change in that aspect. Yeah, and um, as sad as sad as it was to see Frank, Super Frank, we should be calling him Super Frank. As sad as it was to see Super Frank Lampard go, the change for Tuchel has just been—it's been almost night and day. It's absolutely crazy, and it's built on this defense. That's that's very true. And it's not just that back three. It's everyone. The way Chelsea are pressing higher up the pitch is amazing. They're so difficult to hit in transition. Very hard for teams to counterattack. And as I said, yes, the attack is more of a work in progress. But the way Chelsea are right now, we only need one goal to win in some games. And you trust that defense to, in the biggest games, come through, grind results out, suffer a little bit, and get the job done. Whereas with Lampard, you just didn't feel that was there was that solidity at the back. And he's come in and he said, we're going to fix the defensive side of the game, make this team solid at the back, and make sure that we're in games no matter what, and then we'll work on the attack. And it's, and it's worked so far. We're in the Champions League final. Okay. Um, with that said, I think we should also discuss Werner and uh, Chelsea's lack of like potency in the final third. For sure, it's 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 worrying. I mean, the fact that it takes us about twenty chances. Yeah, I was gonna say like you watch the highlights; it's only every <laughs> Chelsea in front of the net, and you watch like you'd see the one goal that I don't know Leicester scored. But then it's every other chance. It's just Chelsea in front of them. And it's literally just skimming the their heads, their toes, their whatever they need to score with. It's literally just skimming their parts of their bodies and going right outside of the net. Definitely, the, I like that there's been a lot more chances. But yeah, it's the finishing. The finishing that really counts. And it's disappointing a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's really just not happening for Chelsea's attacking players in front of goal. Even Thomas Tuchel has, has talked about 
certain statistics like touches in the box and expected goal ratio that look good with Chelsea. And you'd expect them, based on those right. statistics, to score two or three. But we are, half the time, we only managed to score one. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely very frustrating. Obviously, Timo Werner is at the forefront of that. Sadly, it just, I mean... I think, I think as a soccer player, I can say, when you do get the ball and you have... I don't only imagine a team like Chelsea, which is doing amazingly right now, you have a lot of pressure on your hands, you know, especially when you're the guy up top and you have to and you're the one right about to score. It's you got you got all these fans and I'm only sure like millions more that support you. The, the, the pressure falls on you and you just got to learn to focus and be in the moment right in front of the net. And I think his confidence just needs to go up a little bit more. For sure. And I think that's with a lot of Chelsea's attackers. Again, it's not happening for Timo Werner, but it's really not happening for Kai Havertz, Christian Pulisic. That's true as well. Right. Hakim Ziyech is another one. We're seeing flashes of brilliance from these players, but you're just not seeing it over 90 minutes and you're not seeing it on a consistent basis. Even Rudiger, he's like, you know, I've had enough of this. That one goal where he ran right to the front of the net. I, yeah. I think he's tired. He's like, you know what, Timo? I'm going to take this one myself. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then you get Rudiger's classic long-range shot every game. I love the guy. I think that Black Panther mask is arguably giving him powers. Let's be real. Yes. Yes. That mask, he looks so scary. Just so scary. I love it. You don't mess with Tony Rudiger. All right. Just like how Diego Costa looked scary with the mask back when he was with Chelsea. Brings me back those memories. When was that? I forget that. To back in 2016-17. Uh, Honestly, in his Chelsea career, because every once in a while he'd get a face injury, break his nose or something. <laughs> and, then, and then he'd have to wear the mask. And it just seemed like he was just, you know, fun, more fun to watch and a better player. <laughs> I think Rudiger wears it really well. Let's just call it that. It, fits, it, it definitely suits his confidence on the pitch. Yeah, it's uh, obviously, sadly, it's not really working with, with the attack. But as I said, the big positive is that we don't need many goals to win because this defense is just so good right now. That's very true. We have a very resolute defense. Yes. And looking at that Champions League final, obviously you have to be clinical in front of goal. But the good thing is if, if this defense keeps it up, Maybe we only need one in that game. It's hard to keep out City, obviously, but yeah, that's you know th- that's become kind of a reality for Chelsea, where you score one and you feel pretty good about it. You never felt super super confident with scoring one back under Lampard. I think you mentioned it is important to have those clinical players right at the like right in front of the net, so you can score, so you can take that little lead, and that's all that matters. But one person who really hasn't disappointed in that sense, I think we have to talk a little bit about Mason Mount. He recently especially got the uh, player of the season, right? Appointed by the fans. Do you agree with that? Oh, 100%. He definitely deserves it. I wouldn't say there wasn't competition because I think there's a few players on Chelsea who play very smart, but he, he, he really doesn't disappoint on the team. The thing with me is when Frank Lampard was was still at the club and there was a lot of turmoil and the results weren't going our way. Who was there? Mason Mount was the only player who was playing half decently. He's still very young, eh? Yeah, it's amazing. The guy's just going to keep getting better and better. Straight out of the academy. Yep. True blue. It's amazing. It's (laughs) just amazing. And it was pretty obvious. I think a lot of Chelsea fans pretty much knew it was going to be him. But hopefully it's the first of many because he's just keeps getting better. And no matter the man, no matter the manager, no matter the formation, no matter if we sign a player for 100 million in his position, 
he's going to make his way into the team. What, do you, what, do, what would you say is your favorite thing about how he plays? For me, one thing I've always loved about Mason Mount is as much as, yes, he's an, he's an attack-minded player, more kind of an attacking-minded midfielder that could play multiple positions, but he's always at 100%, and when Chelsea press, he's at the forefront of that. He's right in there. His awareness off the ball. To be fair, adding on to your very recent point, I think when you say he's in there, what I especially like about how Chelsea plays is when you see an attack going up, someone going up the wing or someone cutting it through the middle about to do a through pass, you don't only see one person it's going to go to. You see like four other people there as well. Yeah. So it's never only Mason Mount, you know? And I really, I really like that. Yeah, and that goes with the point we made earlier about Chelsea are creating... They are having enough exactly, yeah. opportunities to win. It's just, and they're having enough opportunities to win games comfortably, but it's just right. not happening in front of goal. And listen, it probably won't change for these last games. We're just going to have to hope we grind these out. But this is a big problem to address for next year and in the summer transfer window. I think I think Tuchel can handle it. I, he'll take on it. I hope, I hope. And the good he strengthens the team i've noticed that for sure for sure and as i said the what he's done defensively is just it's the reason why chelsea are in this champions league final the reason why they're currently in the top four as we speak the reason of that because of the whole this whole turnaround is built on this defense that's why we we're here because we're doing it without being brilliant going forward or brilliant defensively so we're able to grind out results I think we've mentioned it enough. We, it's only fair we uh, fully talk about Rudiger and uh, Spelicueta now. What would you say is the best thing about how they play? From a like, tactical point of view, they're, they're spot on. Tuchel has them very organized, very well drilled. And the thing is, although Chelsea are keeping clean sheets, they deserve to keep those clean sheets because they don't give away many chances, even half chances, right? So they're working really well together and it suits them. We've seen Tony Rudiger play in the back three before under Antonio Conte. We've seen Aspilicueta play in the back three under Antonio Conte also in the Premier League winning season. Andreas Christensen played in the back three under Antonio Conte too. These are players that seem, you know, have played their best football in the back three. Aspie's always great, no matter what. He's always been great. Yeah, you look at the emergence of Rudiger and Christensen, guys that kind of came out of the cold, you know, who weren't really in Lampard's kind of plans, but Tuchel's brought him in. And the back three really suits them. I have to agree. As as a Germany fan, I think Rudiger is definitely doing a lot more for Chelsea than arguably Germany. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure Joachim Lowe will be seeing um, Tony Rudiger's performances and being like, that's what we need in our defense. Yes. But yeah, whether he can translate that to Germany at the Euros, we'll see. Yeah. But definitely the point is, is this back three, No, and it's funny because no matter who plays, when Thiago Silva got injured, everyone was dreading it. Yeah. But Christensen came in, we beat Atleti without Thiago. You know, so... No matter, even when Kurt Zuma's come into the back three, he's been good. I also really like that about Chelsea because you got some teams, like some international teams who really rely on their starting lineup or only on the few players in their starting lineup, right? And we all know teams that are like that. But what I like about Chelsea is you got players on and off the pitch at all times that are really great players and that fit in well with the other players. 
I think I think what I see when I look at Chelsea is a loving fa- like soccer family. Yes, yes, I think the group has really come together. You know, I think this Champions League run especially has really brought them together. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Definitely, and again, I just think Tuchel's handling this type of squad like. Because this squad is obviously very big and he's handling it very well. He's rotating it well. He's rotating it in multiple areas without the levels dropping. Yeah. Still able to get results if someone like Billy Gilmore plays. It's it's pretty awesome what Tuchel has done given only being here half a season and the change defensively. It's just amazing. And we just pray that the attack comes together as soon as possible. All right, Adam. I think that's a good place to call it. I think... We both agree that Tuchel's made a very positive change for Chelsea FC. But for our next episode, for those of you listening, we will be talking about the UEFA Champions League final and we will mention our predictions as to how we think it could end. So we really recommend you stay tuned for a special UCL final episode coming up next week. Of course, go Chelsea.